This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 55. I am here back with the one, the only, Katie Riddle. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be back. I was waiting until I got my audio to be a little bit better, and I have, so I'm super excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to start out by recapping the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. I'm so glad they're back. (laughs) I I'm loving this season, but do you think there's too much dog gate? Um, I'm loving it. I am too. <laughs> I, I haven't had my, my, my full quota. I haven't. Well, felt. I remember like a couple of months ago, the drama came out on yes. Instagram and I was following it pretty adamantly and now I'm ready, ready to see it unfold. So this is exciting for me. So the ladies are in the Bahamas at Bahamar Resort, which is owned by a man whose name I cannot recall, but who also is the owner of Dorit and PK's home. They rent their home from the same oh. guy. So no wonder they got that special suite. Um, Kyle and Teddy are staying together. Lisa and Dorit are staying together. Rinna, Denise, and Erica each have their own room, as does Camille, but she's not shown in that montage because <laughs> um, she's just a friend of. <laughs> You're such a fucking liar, Camille. <laughs> <laughs> so Erica brings her glam squad. I was under the impression that there were not going to be glam squads anymore, uh, at least on vacations, but... She she shows up after being on the private jet, and you knew they flew economy the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, why would you think that they weren't going to have glam squads anymore? Um, Aaron Martin, another podcaster, said that that was the inside scoop she heard from the production company. Mm. But what it, Erica said was 75000 a month. <gasps> Wasn't it something crazy I like that? I thought it was like 40000 a month, which is also outrageous. Remember when we saw Mikey? Oh, yes. (laughs) Katie and I saw Mikey when we went to go see Erica Jane in concert in December. So I'm just, we're doing like video montages. Like, (laughs) hey, what, like, I'm going to do a twirl, like videotape me. And out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, hey, I think that person's like important, but I'm not really sure how I know who this is. And I go, I think it might be like the hairdresser guy. And I was like, Mikey, (laughs) pat the bus, pat the bus. (laughs) (laughs) And it was it was so funny because you thought that like 
a huge celebrity like Beyonce just was in the oh corner. we all were screaming just, <laughs> just to get a glimpse of him here in the middle of Washington DC <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's crazy because the performance is only like maybe 40 minutes I think it was 43 minutes I yeah it was it. not very long at all but it was worth it yes I loved absolutely it. worth it she is incredible and it was yeah it's interesting to see what did you think of Erica this episode um I mean the when she threw the like the berries at the dish you know like when she has the dish in front of her uh-huh. and she kind of pushes it out of the way like she's like about to like get to lose her lose her, it right yeah and so and then Lisa's like gets kind of scared and she like backs out right she's like so, oh well we're friends was like, this the situation oh so this is at the beach on the private yes. island so they go to this this private island and while they're there, they're all kind of discussing issues that they've maybe had with each other. No, Le- oh no, Lisa Renna goes, I think we should go around the table and each one of us just bring up what's concerning another member of our group. And Lisa like winks, like she knows she's about to stir the pot. I love this moment because she is totally digging for the truth. And Lisa uh, Vanderpump says, I don't want to bring it up, but, you know, I was really hurt that you sent me a note when my brother died instead of calling. And Erica Jane was so offended. She said, I'm sorry my condolence note wasn't good enough for you. And then Lisa, of course, is like, let's move on, darling. And And then later we find out that Erica Jane had taken a picture of the condolence letter. She said, you'll never know when you need this as evidence. Because apparently last season she was accused of not calling someone else or... Not calling LVP when Pink Dog died. Oh, yeah. Pink Dog died. Um, so she had like video ev- or like pictorial evidence of this condolence letter. I love Erica for this. And she's like, you know, I'm li- married to a lawyer. <laughs> so good. Um, but I feel like LVP has been going through so many emotions with the death mm-hmm. of her brother. And she's very volatile, sort of similar to what we're seeing um, from Lala on Vanderpump Rules. And mm-hmm. she's taking it out on everyone around her. And I think... She, I don't know what she expected from Erica Jane because they are not very close. Um, to have like a call, LVP is someone who's very standoffish, so I wouldn't even expect her to be someone that would like take a call from someone other than Kyle after a death in the family. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think, I think a sincere letter is like a good way of like she said, like Erica was saying. This is a way that I express like love, you know, the written word and so, you know, the five signs of love is words of affirmation and and my Erica Jane's might be through the written way because she is kind of like an ice cold person (laughs) that maybe this is her like way of showing empathy and kindness. And I I mean, it's Erica's decision of how she's going to reach out because it is a discomforting conversation to bring up and kind of being respectful to uh, Vanderpump giving her that space and time and I agree this is probably not the time you want to talk to a kind of friend not like a deep emotional friend right it was very bizarre and you know Erica came off looking a bit defensive but at the same time LVP should have never brought it up should have never brought it up on camera it was really shouldn't have been a thing and then at the end she you don't think she brought this up to get out of the dog stuff. 
I was watching and I said, I was thinking, okay, she's bringing this up because they're going around Robin and they have to bring up something. And of course we all know the dog scandals going on. So Lisa's like, I'm going to pick something else. That's like really minute. And that that's something that we can like easily brush over. I think she purposely didn't do dog and chose this interesting interesting Mm. and you know at the end lvp says erica i love you and you did nothing wrong so erica comes out on top with that one there's been a couple situations where lvp has had to sort of walk back from what she did last episode it was you know saying kind of rude things to kyle about kyle not coming to the daily mail party for tom tom when she wasn't even invited uh, or and she like literally just got off Off a plane plane that day yeah the whole thing was so ridiculous So then Erica does kind of lightens the mood by asking Denise Richards to do her best Bond girl impression um, walking out of the water. And that was really funny because Denise said that when she was a Bond girl, she never actually walked out of the water, but she looked amazing. She looked amazing. What do you think of Denise Richards on Um, the cast? I really thought that she was going to be like this glam girl as well. And when she rolled up in those white shorts. Those white shorts. Okay, so the first night, um, Dorit has everyone over to her tarot, or like yeah, the terrace. balcony. And um, and so everyone's like land up to the T. And she like rolls up in like a ponytail and like a white tank and like these white shorts. And she looks cute. But like they were like, oh my gosh, what is she wearing? <laughs> she's like, got they were no all glam squad. It, it yeah. was so funny. And she's like, these bitches get dressed up. <laughs> but this is so crazy. I And she was saying that she packed at 3 a.m. Because, you know, they probably left the airport at like 5 a.m. So she's packing. She's tired. I have a theory. And I don't know this to be true. That Denise Richards is either she smokes some pot or she has the appearance of always being high. <laughs> wow, I didn't think about it that way. I loved it. When when we'll get into it later, but when there's the big fight at the end and she whispers over at the table, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that was like peak like me on an edible. <laughs> yeah, no, I think to me, it, I really, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I work with kids. And when she was talking about her adopted her daughter, daughter. Um, during the massage on the private island with Vanderpump, um, saying, like, her daughter doesn't have much speech. And just showing that vulnerable side of her, mm-hmm. I instantly liked her. I did, too. Um, and having a parent, a choosing to adopt a child independently as a single mom and then a child that has disabilities i just that it's a win-win in my book so i'm already liking her and she's friends with lisa renna and i love lisa i adore lisa she was very messy in this episode but um she can kind of do no wrong in my book i adore her she's so fun and she can pull off a leopard print Outfit like no one I have ever seen. (laughs) Or dance on a table. (laughs) (laughs) So um, after all of this, they have this dinner. And Dorit and Rinna go up to go to the bathroom. And Kyle brings up to Lisa Vanderpump that she's uncomfortable about all these side conversations that 
are happening about Dorit, but Dorit is unaware of them. And that's because, and we talked about this in my last episode, but Dorit adopted a dog named Lucy Lucy Applejuice from Vanderpump Dogs. It mm-hmm. bit her children. It bit her husband, although we all know he deserved it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she ended up uh, re- giving the dog to what she thought was a good home. And somehow after that, the dog ended up at a shelter and then was returned to Vanderpump Dogs because it was microchipped to Vanderpump Dogs. And the idea of one of the dogs ending up at a shelter is horrifying. But also when you adopt a dog, you are told, um, or even when you get one from a breeder, you are told to return it to like where you got it from if something doesn't work out so that they can make sure that it goes with a home that works for it. It's not your job. You're not qualified to be able to figure out where a better home is. But Vanderpump Dogs is qualified. She also clearly didn't read the five print that said if this happened that they would owe (laughs) $5,000, which we know her and PK do not have. (laughs) So um, Teddy ends up telling Dorit when Dorit gets back from the bathroom that she feels very uncomfortable um, that when she was at Vanderpump Dogs that two of Lisa's employees paraded Dorit's dog out in front of Kyle. And you can tell Dorit's really shocked. She had no idea that other people knew about the situation. She's clearly embarrassed about it. Yeah, she knew that Teddy knew. She knew Teddy knew, but not Kyle. And now it's clear that Lisa Rinna knows and everybody kind of knows. Everyone but Denise Richards. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, what's going on? Um, And the thing that I finally realized watching this was that the reason I think Teddy's so pissed at, at Lisa Vanderpump is because Lisa Vanderpump planned this. Those two employees, they were miked. They were miked. They were ready to be on camera. They chose to get that dog and to parade it out. It didn't have to come out in, in Vanderpump Dogs when Kyle and, and Teddy were there. And, you know, I think maybe Lisa Vanderpump told them to do it. Hmm. I honestly, like, I see... um like sometimes Vanderpump has done things to be malicious, but at this def- this fight, I honestly don't think that she was planting the seed for like for them to know. I mean, they she knew they would figure it out, but she wasn't like having this malicious huge plan to like get Dorit. I think it just happened and she like wasn't caring because she was going through all these other things. Right. And I think she just like wasn't caring. And yeah, and I think she should have told her employee no. Um, but I just don't think she was really caring. I mean, she was just kind of hazed over a little bit. Interesting. I definitely think that she I've just because I've heard that in the past she tried to create drama on the show to make the show more watchable because you know she knows how to produce Mm -hmm. and she would do things like that in the past such as I forgot how many seasons ago but she packed magazines that had Mauricio and Kyle on the cover and it was a story about Mauricio potentially cheating and then you know had Brandy Glanville bring the magazines out it upset Kyle and then you know LVP's hands were wiped clean it wasn't like she's the one that brought the magazines it's it's she does things like this so but what weirds me out is because she's such an animal lover and because what Dorit did was pretty crappy why was she not more upset with Dorit 
I think she's just going through a lot of other emotions. And I just don't think that she's thinking about this Dorit situation. Like, she definitely is caring about the dog. Um, Lucy, Lucy, apple juice, yeah. right? Um, but I think that she has bigger battles she's fighting. And this is literally the lowest on the totem pole. So she's not really kind of she's upset and frustrated and she's letting her team like kind of maybe like let everyone else know because she's exhausted and she doesn't really want other people like she doesn't want to have to spread why she's upset about something but i think she's more upset with dorit than she was letting on and that's where it yeah, weirds me I out because she says at one point upset. she's like well if dorit just handled it properly there would not be this scenario yeah and then that's when denise leans in to camille and whispers I'm lost. <laughs> well, I think Lisa is also stirring the pot in this one. Lisa, Lisa Renna. Renna. Because she made Teddy and Kyle think that Lisa Vanderpump has this master plan. Set and up. I really don't think that that's what's going on. Because they would have not brought it up at dinner or, or this even dinner fight would have never occurred if Lisa didn't kind of stir the pot and make them think that there's some master plan. It's just interesting. So the, the dinner kind of ends with, you know, Dorit starts crying. Everyone, especially Lisa Renna, is comforting Dorit. No one's really comforting Lisa Vanderpump. Um, and no, Teddy has already stormed off. And Teddy, yeah. Well, Denise said, you know, she agrees, you know, your employee shouldn't have said anything. And that's mm -hmm. when Lisa Vanderpump says, I had no idea Teddy would be gossiping. And Teddy says, let me finish. I don't think she's ever done that before. And she mm -hmm. said, I don't like being made a scapegoat. And she storms off before she says anything more that she wouldn't want to be held accountable for. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of weird that she's like BFS with the, the employees at the dog shelter because she herself doesn't own a dog. Well, she brings so she her daughter. she goes her daughter all the time, right? Um, but, I mean, it, she mu this must be like, you know, when people like – have nothing better to do that they go like go find drama they're like oh let's go to the dog the the dog what what is it what do you call it vanderpump dogs the vanderpump dogs and like while the kids are playing with the dogs us girls are gonna be over here gossiping about things it, it is a bit odd but you know i was at the dog park this weekend and there was this couple that was playing with my dog and i was like which one's yours they're like we don't have one <laughs> we just come here and play, pretend and play with the dogs <laughs> don't rat us out and i thought i, I thought it was sweet but a little bit creepy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so shall we get into some Vanderpump rules? Yes, let's do it. So what I find really interesting is what we're watching on Vanderpump rules is sort of coinciding with what we're seeing on Beverly Hills. It's happening just around the same time. So we see Lisa Vanderpump, who is kind of being ganged up on by her friends during Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then we see her as kind of the like, you know, Queen Bee uh, on Vanderpump rules. And it's just very interesting to see that juxtaposition. Yeah. Because she's like the mo mother bear at Vanderpump. She cares about all the, her employees. What's best. Are they making great life decisions? And then like, she's being like, picked on with the other girls on Beverly Hills. So. She definitely likes to be in charge. Yeah. So, 
Vanderpump Rules, this this episode starts with the aftermath of the crazy Kristen being unleashed on all the women. So it sounds like all night she was knocking on doors, asking for cigarettes, threatening to leave in the middle of the night. They're on this girl's trip a couple hours away from L.A. And Kristen, um, Katie ended up sleeping in Sheena's room so she wouldn't have to share the room with Kristen. Kristen is crying and said... I need to learn how not to freak the fuck out. Clearly, James isn't going anywhere. And Katie's like, wait, this is about James? You were texting with Carter. You were upset about Carter. And Kristen... And then Carter wouldn't yeah. say the yeah. night before what, what he had texted. Exactly. When they called Kristen. Carter, they're like, Kristen is losing her mind. What did you tell her? And he's like, I'll handle it. Well, suspicious. Suspicious. So Kristen claims her meltdown was about James being at boys night but the girls really think it's about her and carter's relationship what do you think katie um drinking and emotions i i mean from personal experience (laughs) um doesn't go well um i think she's she's still mad about james i think that's and i'm not really sure why and i think it's because lisa vanderpump gives him a million like reasons like gives him so many more chances to redeem himself. Um, and she's still like highly involved in making sure that he's on the sober path, but she's like, I Vanderpump like does not care about Kristen at all. So that's like one trigger. The other trigger is drinking and, and whatever else she's on, whatever else I'm telling you there, I don't know. Probably was more. And then the third is like, she's paying all of her boyfriend's bills. That, this is ridiculous. Ooh, it's and he is not. She was saying, oh, how cute he is. Um, girl, he is not that cute. James Kennedy is cute. <laughs> um, and he's actually helping his family pay their bills. So and I, I, that's got to be so frustrating where you're paying for everything and you're expecting this love to come back to you. And how dare that she come home from work. And complains about her life for 10, 15 minutes. When her a guy was like, he's not working at all, who's basically in, he, she says. Playing video games. Yeah, she says he's like a, the, a teenage son playing video games in the basement is what her relationship feels like. Sounds wow, super that sounds like a That sounds like a relationship that I do not want to be in <laughs> at all. So Stasi decides to give some tough love because Stasi has been in that same situation as Kristen where she's just in a really unhappy relationship but is holding on to it for dear life. And so no, she, she's had two of the, those experiences. I think she <laughs> or more. Wait, all but, of Stasi's relationships have been like that. So yes. she's saying, "You know what? You don't need to be screamed at every day. Like I learned that you don't have to be screamed at ever." And she's talking about how, you know, she's saying there's a relationship out there for you, Kristen. Mm-hmm. But she, Stassi thinks that Kristen does not think that she's lovable. And so she's staying with Carter. And Kristen says she feels the need to defend her relationship because it's not shitty all of the time. But I don't know. I'm really, really thinking that maybe Kristen and Carter are not a good match, considering it's not just Stassi saying this. It sounds like all the girls feel this way, and only Stassi and Katie are kind of vocalizing it. Yeah, I mean, we thought at the beginning, like, wow, somebody would date, you know... (laughs) Crazy Kristen. (laughs) Crazy Kristen. 
but he must um, be a saint. He must be a saint. We're like, holy smokes. After she beat the living crap out of her ex-boyfriend in a parking lot. I mean, this does not sound like a winner girlfriend, but we're like, well, maybe he sees a different side. And so then now we're hearing completely the opposite that like she's being taken advantage of and, Mm -hmm. and he's using her. And I feel bad for her because like when you're in a relationship and your boyfriend's telling you constantly, like you're not good enough or you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you need to calm down. You're acting crazy. Like there's just so many times where you start thinking it yourself. And what I think is weird is Ariana is not speaking up for her either because remember Ariana was in those kind of relationships Mm -hmm. and I'm interested why she's not speaking up more about like, listen, there's a person out there for you too. And we might hear from her as well. But I think hearing from past other friends, relationships, explaining that you have worth, you worth, you are valuable. You are something and don't listen to him. Um, and it's okay to be by yourself and be alone. Sometimes that's better medicine than being in an awful relationship because we've seen Kristen move from Tom Sandoval, then James Kennedy, Kelly, Kennedy, Kennedy. (laughs) And then now she's with, what's his name? Carter, Carter, Brian Carter. And I mean, I haven't seen her once single for much longer she than a month. She seems to have a uh, addiction to being in, in a, a relationship. monogamous relationship. Monog- yeah. Whoa, that's well, a we big know, that's, word. Yeah, you're right. I would <laughs> take uh, we, the, we're not I saying take that. Back we're the saying monogamous part. She likes saying the word, I have a boyfriend. Yes. And paying for their bills. Well, <laughs> speaking of paying for bills, so we've got Lala, um, who's got Randall, uh, who pays Rain for man. <laughs> my man, pays for a lot of her bills, pays for the private jet that the girls took to their girls trip. PJ. <laughs> the best part of this entire episode was Stassi wearing PJs on the PJ, the private jet. She was living her best life. She loves it. Um, I believe she said, and I quote, My life sucks because I haven't lived life going on a PJ. You can drink. You can stand up. You can pee. You can go number two. You can throw up. (laughs) And her boyfriend, Beau, responds, "Um, I can do the exact same thing on Delta. (laughs) I love this answer. Because you're like, okay, well, I mean, I'm never going to fly in a private jet ever. So I have to think of the positive in my life. And I do love Delta. I know that it's so glamorous to take a private jet, and we see it a lot on Bravo, but I'm wondering if the people who are taking it realize it is like one of the worst things you can do for the environment, honestly, is air travel, and at least commercial air travel takes a bunch of people to a place instead of just like, you know, a few people using an entire plane. I don't know. Wonder if anyone thought about that. Probably not, but... Yeah, I'm not thinking about the environment. (laughs) I'm just thinking about like... Like, oh, man, there's just so many great movies that everyone has a private jet. I, I want to do it once. I would love to do it once. But as I'm well. not wearing my pajamas. I'm going to go to Chanel and glam up <laughs> and then I'm going to get on it. It'll be like how it'll be like how we dressed up to go meet Lisa Vanderpump when we didn't actually get to meet Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> I'm imagining in my mind, like if I did a ride on the Titanic in first class, what I would wear there would be what I would wear to a private jet. You'd have a fascinator. I'd have a fascinator. <laughs> and I would look up at the, the plane and say, is that for little old me? 
Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Lala. So Lala, during this girl's trip that she has set up for everyone, thanking her friends for standing by her going through her father's death, she's mm-hmm. kind of opening up about how she's just really not in a good place. She's um, says it feels, you know, her dad is just a memory. She's retreated from everybody, including her boyfriend. She says she's very volatile with him. Um, and she just can't stand the thought of getting married and having babies without her dad there to witness it. Mm-hmm. But um, says her whole world crumbled. But the one positive thing was that it sounds like before her dad died, he did, uh, Brandel did ask him for her blessing to, his blessing to get married to her. And that was, you know, something that made her feel, feel good. Um, but then we find out, so she actually stops drinking. And this so is interesting. So she's on a wine trip on out a, of the country. They're at winery after winery. No, they're in, the, they're in the country. Oh, I thought they were out of the country. No, it's just oh, an area like, that seems wow. like it's Dutch, but it's not. It's oh, like two okay. hours away from L.A. Oh, okay. I thought they were like <laughs> no, in. I, know, I, know. I was like, it looked girl, like they were just, that boyfriend can just don't drink. He'll never know. <laughs> she's like, we're they're at wineries and she's smelling it. I'm like, okay, well. Just take a sip. I mean, I mean, if you're really not doing it because it's a pact that you've made with your boyfriend, fine. But like, how about just cancel the trip or like reschedule it where it's not a drinking activity? Right. The whole thing is a little odd to me because it sounds like they made a pact because she had a problem and he didn't think he had one. And so I that always does not end well. So she's not drinking. She comes back. He turns out has been drinking all weekend is so drunk. He doesn't even know his own name. Hmm. And she was pissed. She was so pissed. And she basically decided to, um, leave him that she, he told her that the reason he drank was because she had been very unloving and harsh this past week. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, that's a reason to drink, to, to break a pact. So during this breakup, Randall seems like he's acting very juvenile and he takes back a pair of Gucci slippers or something that he bought her. It's almost like he's reminding her, like, without me, you don't have wealth. I really didn't like that. Um, absolutely not. But I mean, you can tell that like there is some kind of like Mr. Gray Anastasia Steele situation where like there's like some oath that like you're with me and you get all of this. If not, you go to like poverty. And she's starting to assess what she can afford financially without him. And, um, you know, she's like. I mean, I won't be hopping on a private jet to Mykonos, but like she says, guess what, honey? There's a lot of dick out there for me to suck to get on a private jet. Just letting you know, no matter what, I can still live that life. Oh, Lala. And it's like the reason why we don't like her is like she says this stuff. Like she's obviously bought her friends for the private jet. Right. But she has like a realness to her. She does. That we do like. We like her sincerity of just being very open about things and her like women empowerment. But then she says stuff like this and I'm like, you just took eight steps back. It's just so trashy and it's unnecessary. I know she was trying to be cute. Um, but Brittany's so funny. She's like, at least she's like, that's not how I would have taken it. But at least Lala's optimistic about the future. (laughs) Um, Brittany's little Southern mind. She's like, what on earth? She's like, I don't know. Even by that would do that. But (laughs) 
we all know that Lala and Randall are engaged now, and I'm sure that they mm. were just having a really tough time because Lala's dealing with the death of her father, and she's been really volatile, and I'm sure taking it out on him, and he's having difficulty coping with that, and and I'm sure they've found better coping mechanisms. She did say, I remember, I think the last time I saw her on Watch What Happens Live, that she had not been drinking, and that was a choice that she decided to make. Which is I'm, a good... Which is a much better reason. A much better reason then my boyfriend and I made a pact because he thinks I have a problem. Why don't you take an assessment of yourself and decide if you have a problem? I mean, the last time we heard a pack about drinking was Sheena Shea Shea. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, that didn't Shea end Shea. up well. That didn't end up well. But she's like, so we just learned get a from little lesson bit? that as a relationship, if you have to, oh, and then Summer House. Remember oh, yeah. when they made a pack of not drink or one-to-one? Remember that? Yep. Oh, that's coming back soon. Summer House is coming back this I'm next so Monday, March 4th, I think. Yeah. And you know what else is coming back? Real Housewives of New York. Oh, I'm so excited. Now, I'm just going to plug some thoughts that I have on The Real Housewives of New York that relate to things that happened this week. So on um, Wednesday, February 27th, we all know that Michael Cohn testified before Congress. And one interesting fact about Michael Cohn is that his best friend from childhood and stayed his best friend is Dennis Shields, that same Dennis Shields that dated Bethany and that died of an overdose he died of an overdose in Trump Tower he lived in Trump Tower and when there was a fire in Trump Tower last April it was Michael Cohen that called Dennis Shields and said get out there are no sprinklers so they were very close and shortly after Dennis Shields untimely death Michael Cohen flipped against Trump and decided to talk to Robert Mueller and ended up testifying today against his former very close friend, confidant, and man he worked for, President Trump. So I can relate anything to housewives. Yes, It doesn't matter if it's going on, but I swear there's got to be something. I'm wondering if one of the reasons he flipped was he saw Dennis die, and Dennis, you know, left behind three beautiful children, and he's thinking of his kids, and if he has to go away to prison, he would rather be a short time than, you know, a long time if he doesn't cooperate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe he's just decided it's not all worth it, and he's going to come clean. Who knows? I'm excited. I am so excited. I am really excited to see Luann. I've missed Luann. I don't know why. Luann and Sonia. Oh, oh my she's God. She's doing crazy stuff. She makes me laugh in a way. These New York women. They're good. They're really good. And I think there, Sonia was saying um, that there's some great review of her new clothing line. I mean, I'm <laughs> just I, like Instagram, her toasters. Yeah. I, we'll see. I'll see. We'll see what it's we'll like. We'll see what it is. Joggers. No, <laughs> It looked kind of like uh, like a basic shirt I could get at TJ Maxx that I already own. Probably. I'm going to have to take a picture and see how close it is to the <laughs> one. I'm like, oh, it's Sonia Morgan, Morgan Collection, and see what anybody says. So do you have any final thoughts on Jersey? I know this is going to come out after the um, latest uh, reunion number two, but yeah. any thoughts um, on reunion part one? I'm just so interested that Danielle's back. I, she's so annoying. I hate her. I what mean, do you think of Teresa's, like, she just stands up for Danielle no matter what? I don't know. I think maybe because Danielle, you know, has a criminal background as well. <laughs> she um, does. That, you know, you know, they have to, that one, you know how Sonia says, she's she like, had that I don't, one girl. 
that one girl. Your that, prison bitch. Your prison bitch. Uh, maybe she's that like, I don't want to end she, up back her, in prison. Yeah. So I better uh, I need not to have friends in low places that like could do business to get me out of the situation. I am loving Jackie standing up against Teresa because she is just unrattled. She you won't win a war with words with me. <laughs> <laughs> and Margaret Josephs. Oh, man. You don't mess with mom. I mean, I, I you don't mess, you don't with, mess the mom with mom and, and you don't mess with kids either. Talking about people's relationships and how they started and Margaret Joseph's and how her and her husband met because they were both being unfaithful to their previous spouses. I don't think helps anyone. You know, I know it happened on with Eileen Davidson on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's like, OK, two people meet. They're happy now. Their exes are okay with them now. Like if, yeah. if their exes are okay and everything's all right, then like why keep rehashing it? I it's just not yeah. necessary. We all know it's true. Margaret's not proud of it. She just says it's a fact. That's how I mean, her and her husband met. I mean, Margaret, like we love Margaret. I, I, I love I, she's her. She's such a down to earth, like likable person. And she does make mistakes like everyone else. But the way Danielle twists it, it's totally not what, what Margaret said. I know. But also it's Danielle's lying and we know it's also she's a lying. little bit annoying for Jennifer to kind of act as if she's like so perfect. And she she just said she kept on Ugh. saying, if I met my husband the way you met your husband, I would take that to the grave. She's not saying she wouldn't do it. She's just saying she wouldn't talk about it. I hate Jennifer. I really do. I don't like her at all. Yeah, her husband's pretty entertaining, though, because he's one of the only Real Housewives husbands I've seen who does not take his wife's side. Yeah, I mean, when he read the article, he basically said, like, well, you do spoil our children. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. Yes, Phil Aiden. Oh, yeah. we I, I like, And she does. And, and, and every parent is different. And, I mean, that's a lot of kids. Five kids? Just hire a nanny. That's what you need to do let's speed dial 1-800-SUPER-NANNY. Remember the show? They like come in and like, oh lock, God, the, and they like lock the refrigerator and the kid like starts packing his bags. He's like, I'm out of here. I could see you being the nanny. I would. I, You'd I, be I, really good. I know how to teach time out. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Katie, for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me again. And we will be back in two weeks to do more recapping and we'll have a little bit on New York as well. Because yeah, it's starting. Take care, everyone. So that's it for this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe and follow on Twitter and Instagram at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Also, you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. 
Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.